Blog Talk Radio. This is Saida Garrett, and I'm tuned in to Intro to Info with my girl, Makisha. You are listening to Intro to Info with your host, Makisha from D.C. That's me, open-minded, business-minded, spiritual, a little hood, and very nerdy and down-to-earth. And Queen of Hearts from Florida. She's so ladylike, family-oriented, quick-witted, and a real pillar in her community. On our platform, we discuss anything imaginable, but we talk a lot of pop culture, current events, and speak on our personal life experiences. We interview fantastic guests with unique stories, and Lord knows we just have organic fun. And check this out. If you want to join in on the fun, call in at 515-605-9376. We are live on Saturdays from 9 to 10 p.m. EST on the J. King Network. If you are an info for info, tune in to Intro to Info. Are you really about to give me an hour of your time? If so, I sure enough appreciate that. <laughs> Welcome to today's episode of Intro to Info. This is Makisha Beth broadcasting live from Washington, D.C. area. Today is Saturday, October 28th, 2023. We're closing out October, you all. I hope that you're ending your year in a productive way. You got a lot done and you're preparing for the future. I'm glad that you could join us today right here on the J. King Network. Aside from my show, there are numerous other fantastic podcasts to listen to and learn from. And you, if you think that you have something to say, please start your own podcast. It's a great way to network. It's a great way to sharpen your communication skills, and it's so fun. Especially, my show is not a neat show per se. It used to be because we used to interview nothing but artists underground artists and celebrities, so it was a neat show in way. But I wanted to expand and just interview anybody that I found interested. And my grandmother kind of hinted that I should be doing that because she was listening to me. She was 90, like 93 at the time. She said, I mean, the underground artists are nice, but can you teach me something else? So that prompted me to just find interesting people. And today's guest is absolutely interesting. I can't wait to speak with her, and hear her story. Her name is Martha Burrick. Um, Queen of Hearts, I see you on the line. So let's let's learn a little bit more about Martha, and I'm going to bring Queen of Hearts in, and then we're going to hit the ground running with Martha. So Martha is a book author and a mentor and a life coach who helps clients let go of fear, doubt, and anxiety to create the life they always wanted but thought they couldn't have. That's mostly... Anybody that I can think of, Marcus. <laughs> Queen of Hearts, I'm going to bring you on and greet you. How are you? I am doing lovely, girl. I'm out here vibing, networking, passing out flyers at this night market, staying on my toes, been on there for like, what, 10 hours now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You are a workaholic. Yes, I am, because I worked the day market was from 9 to 2, and now we are here at the night market is going from 4 to 10. So, yeah. Man, yeah. I, I admire you. So I'm going to try to keep the, the phone on mute mostly because I know you hear all this background noise. <laughs> I know. Makes sense. Jump in when you can. Yes, ma'am. All right, Marcus, so at this time I'm going to take you off of mute. Absolutely. Thank you so much for giving us an hour of your time tonight. This should be a fun and informative conversation. Hi. Hi. I am so happy to be here, Mykeisha. Thank you very much. And it's nice to meet you, Queen of Hearts. And my goodness, aren't you a go-getter? Good heavens. You've been on your feet all day and you're passing out flyers. Wow. And what are the flyers about? Tuesday, we're having a fall fest. We changed it to fall fest not to offend anyone because they don't like the word Halloween. 
Um, we're oh. having that for the entire family, and it can come out Tuesday night. Load up on candy, all kinds of activities from bouncy house, face painting, pet and zoo, you name it. We're going to have it out here. Wow, very cool. Well, I really applaud you for being out there Thank and you. Uh, getting that work done. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, You're she's an amazing individual. I just, I love her work ethic. I think anybody who knows me knows, Martha, that I don't like laziness because once um, mm-hmm. Ben Carson said that we don't even use a fraction of our brain's capacity, same goes mm-hmm. for our body. Like you really, I really believe in just pushing yourself and um, giving everything that we're equipped to give. So that's just a personal standpoint. But I'm very interested in knowing more about you because there's, there's a dog in this, there's a book here, another trip life coach. And so tie this all together for me. I read the story of you and the dog, but just kind of tie this in the boat for me so that it makes good sense. Uh, well, you know, the first thing I want to tell you is I, I am not young. I'm not, well, I consider myself young, but, you know, I'm 69 years old. And I feel better than I have ever felt. And as a matter of fact, if a woman reaches the age of 50 and she doesn't have heart disease, she can expect to live to be at least 92. That means I've got another 23 years left. Well, those 23 years are not going to be spent, you know, um, sitting in front of the television or uh, worrying about my health because I go to the gym every day. You know, you have to, you're going to live your life. You got to live your life. And in fact, you know, I, I have an offer for your uh, your listeners. If they go to my website, MarthaBurrich.com, I have an article about, you know, steps to self-improvement that include just what you said, going all out. If you're going to go for a goal, go all out. Don't be shy about it, and don't be afraid that you're not going to make it. You know what? What does it matter if you make it or not? What matters is that you become a better person in the pursuit of that goal. That's why we have goals. Not so much, I mean, of course we want to get our goals, but it's becoming a better person because it requires self-discipline. You know, I believe it's Mike Tyson who said self-discipline is doing things you hate like you love them. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have to do if we're going to have good lives. You know, you do the easy thing, what happens? Life becomes hard. You do the hard things, life becomes easy. I'm going to have to take that quote down from Mike Tyson. That is absolutely amazing and it's true thank you for yeah, sharing that with us i go to the gym you know i go to the gym every day and when i made that decision about nine ten months ago ten months ago i was 50 pounds overweight and i thought you know is, is this are, are, why are you accepting the unacceptable from yourself martha this is unacceptable you know, when a woman gets to be your age, if you're going to continue to, to eat and not exercise, it's walker, wheelchair, or nursing home for you. And is that really where you want to go with your background? You know, I used to teach child psychology. I taught high school science and math. And, and, and suddenly, I, I, I'm, you know, suddenly I'm older, I, I suddenly think, oh, well, what does it matter anymore? And, well, I, I changed my mind real quick, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go to the gym. So I went to the gym, and I, to get myself to go to that gym, my Keisha and Queen of Hearts and, and um, our listeners, to get myself, what I did was I would have my shoes and my gym clothes ready every morning. I would get out of that bed and get dressed, get a cup of coffee, and go to the gym. Boom. And I did it every single day because you got to do it to get the habit. Now I can't not go. And... Uh, at my gym, I'm the workout warrior. I'm number one. I never missed a day at the gym. I didn't miss a day at the gym for 120 days, and I didn't miss a day at the gym last month either. I was the number one for the workout warrior. But, you know, I don't miss a day at the gym unless I'm out of town or something. And even if I go out of town, I usually try to hit the gym. So now it is a habit. So that's how you develop good habits is you Make, set up your environment so you do it. So how did I set my environment? I had those gym clothes and gym shoes right there at my bed. When I got up, put them on. Now, first of all, this is fantastic. I, I've seen your picture, and you look very, very, very wonderful for 69. And um, I'm guessing what's motivating you to go to the gym is just what you said. 
you brought the the age of yourself and like the like the alternate ways that it could go. It could either go well or you could have more health challenges. And you spoke about exactly. you um losing yep. the weight. Do I have that correct? Yes, exactly. I lost fifty two pounds. I'd like to lose uh, I'm more I'm working on twenty more. They get you know the the older you get, my Keisha the harder it is to lose weight. And that's, that's, that, people didn't make that up. Every seven years, you require fewer calories. So, so you know, as you get older, so you're 35, well, at 42, you require fewer calories. 49, you require fewer calories. Well, you know, by the time you get to my age, how much can you eat? <laughs> you can't eat much anymore. You can't eat many calories or you're going to put on weight. So you really have to, as you get older, it gets harder. So do it. If you're young, do it now. Get the weight off now. But, you know, you can get the weight off at any time. But start to change your habits now. You know, now I used to eat donuts all the time. Now I eat one donut a week. You know, it's not, I don't eat them every day like I used to. I used to eat fried chicken all the time. Now I don't eat fried chicken all the time. Now I have boiled chicken or baked chicken. You know, you make you make little changes. I still eat the things I love. I still eat potato chips, donuts, and it, but I don't eat them all the time. I plan for them. I plan for them, and that seems to be uh, working. You know, you know how you feel when you go on, you go on a diet and you can't eat what you what you really like. Why bother? You're gonna you're gonna cheat anyway. So plan plan to eat the foods that you really love. Add it into your diet. Don't give up the things you love because that. Then, then you get depressed. Then it's like, well, what's what's the point? What am I what am I living for? You know, there are certain things that make life special, and food is one of them, no doubt about it. Food, people, pets, uh, learning new things, doing new things, travel—they all make life very wonderful. And. I really like what you said about if you want to do something, you have to create the environment for the inspiration for mm-hmm. to do it in the first place. I love it because that's one of the things that I do as well. You said if you want to go to the gym, you're going to put the shoes right by the bed. So it prompts your mm-hmm. mind to put them on and go to the gym. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And, you know, if you want to lose weight, let me give you this tip. Keisha, if you want to lose weight, all right. You know, one of the reasons why people gain weight is because they eat everywhere. They eat in their car. They they eat uh, in front of the computer. They eat in front of the TV. Well, every time you're in the compu- the car or in front of the computer or the TV, guess what? You're hungry because that you, you're used to eating there, and the body says, hey, I'm in front of the TV. Give me some chips. Give me something to eat. Well, so the way that you stop that is you only eat in one place. At the absolute most, two. So if you got a job, then you eat it, eat at work in the lunchroom. Stop eating in the car. Stop eating in, in your bedroom. Stop. Please don't eat in the bathroom. Hope you don't do that. You know, I know uh, one woman told me her husband eats in bed, and he's and he's chubby. He's chubby. Well, my goodness, you eat in bed. Every time you go to bed, you're like, I'm hungry. You get up in the middle of the night, you eat. So you dedicate. Just sit at the kitchen table or your dining room table, whatever, and don't watch TV. Don't do anything. Just eat, clean up, and then go and and go about your business. If you do that, you will lose weight. I'm t- I guarantee it. You will lose weight because then you're not everywhere you go. You don't have food with you. And another good way to lose weight, if it's a concern of yours, is to cook food at home. Don't eat out because who knows what's in a lot of that fast food. So if you cook it at home, and it's as quick to cook it at home, what with microwaves and and uh, uh, what what's that what's that oven called? I forgot what it's called. Uh, the air fryer. microwave. Oh, the air fryer. Oh, the air fryer. That we got your right. microwave, and then your air fryer. That air fryer is just a nice little bitty oven and cooks stuff really quick. It's really quick and easy. Or just cook it on top of the stove. So yeah, it makes that makes losing weight easier too. It makes the uh, and getting healthier food in you because then you know what ingredients are in your food a little bit more and you can learn to cook anywhere please go to youtube who is not teaching us how to cook on youtube right so just watch a youtube video you can cook anything i make my own whipped cream which is easy 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 
So, yeah, it's pretty easy if you just take the time, especially nowadays, to uh, look up how to do things. Really so anyway, so there's my tips for how to lose weight. Just eat in one place. Don't don't eat anywhere else. And so how did you come up with these tips and ways to lose weight? This sounds like you, you created this or you got it from somewhere. You know, when I first went to college, I was very interested in psychology and behavior modification, and that's how to change behavior, how to stop bad habits, how to start good habits. I, I was doing that from the time I was 18 years old. I, I, I was a teaching assistant for the two very big behaviorists, and um, I learned a lot about behavior changing bad habits, stopping bad habits, gaining good habits. That's what behavior modification is all about. And you want to do it in an easy way. That's why, you know, punishment punishment is a, is a strange thing. You know, people make mistakes, and we do stupid things. I mean, it, and I'm just, I'm pretty much talking about, you know, kids, children, and, 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 and us. When we do things, you know, we can be punished or your logical consequences, if you eat too much, what happens? You get fat, right? If you don't exercise, your health starts to deteriorate and things get harder and harder to do. Those are logical consequences. Whereas punishment, someone steps in and, and hits you or yells at you or something like that. I'm not a big fan of punishment. I think that logical consequences are good. But, you know, if somebody's a danger, then they have to be separated from society, I think. But I'm not a big a big person on punishment, especially when we're trying to reach our goals. Let's say you try to quit smoking and you smoke one day. Well, okay, start over the next day because we get on ourselves. That's that's why we don't meet our goals because we, we chastise ourselves and yell at ourselves and tell ourselves we're terrible because we made a mistake. Okay, you know, all right, I ate a donut one day when it wasn't on my plan. And suddenly I feel bad. Oh, well, I just give up. I give up. Well, no, don't give up. Start again. Start right now. Start again now. Don't wait till tomorrow. Start again now. But, you know, we're so busy putting ourselves down and giving ourselves trouble because we're not perfect, which we could never be. How can anybody be perfect? It's one thing to strive for perfection. But even even the greatest gymnast who gets a 10, something's not totally perfect. Her big toe is crooked. I mean, something, it's, it's impossible as a human being to be perfect. We can strive for it, but it's impossible we want to do our best, but, you know, if you're, let's say you're an accountant, an accountant will transpose the numbers no matter how experienced she is. Transpose means if the number is 59, he'll write 95, or she will write 95. It just happens. It's just something in us that just happens. So they can be the most experienced person in the world. They're still going to make that mistake. Well, what, are we going to yell and scream at them? How's that going to change anything? We point it out to them go, oh, we got to correct this. You know, and that's pretty much, oh, oops, oops, my bad. <laughs> Let me try again. <laughs> because really, yeah, my T-shirt, and, and I, I can already tell you, you like this. Life is to be lived. We're to enjoy our lives and be happy and be useful for other people, to be good examples. That's what I want on my tombstone. Um, she was a good example. Because when we're putting ourselves down and, and giving ourselves, you know, I used to hate myself, my teacher, because I, when I was younger, I, I thought my, my, lot, my thighs were fat. You know, I was a size 10, and I had fat thighs. You know, I'm like, oh, you fat pig, you're terrible, you're terrible. Well, how did that benefit me? It didn't. Hmm. Martin, so Queen of Hearts is in a noisy area, but she says, that makes logical sense to eat at one destined location because everything else programs your body to always be hungry when being at those spots. I never thought of it like that until she just explained it. Makes so much sense why I am fat. Queen of Hearts, if you don't stop. All right, um, and my big brother, Michael Gay, is on the line with his hand up. And so, Mike, I'm going to take you off of mute and say hello to you, first of all, and come on in, ask your question, or give you a comment. Well, good evening, ladies and whatever gentlemen on here on the board. Uh, I, I've been sitting back listening. Interesting conversation. Um, now, see, I weigh like a buck sixty-five at that. Okay, 
So weight is not an issue for me. Gaining weight is more issue for me. And I do agree with you about eating habits of where you eat and how you eat. I truly agree with that. I, I, I'm i a person who pays attention to individuals who complain about their weight and everything, and I look at their eating habits, right? Um, so you're, you're definitely on point on that. You, you really are. So by what you just said, those are things that they need to hear of uh, don't, don't just keep snacking and snacking and like, well, I haven't ate dinner and this and the other. I haven't ate lunch. I haven't ate breakfast, this and the other. But, you know, just constantly snacking uh, is not good. Some folks say it's good to snack. Maybe for me, you know, but not for a person who is dealing with weight issues. Am I right? You know. Um, exactly. Yeah, you, know, you so are you so right. But, but to, even yeah, for you. You have to look at it based on what, what I'm saying is this or that, and I'm going to let you speak. And I just, just, if you don't mind, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be rude. But a person at my size, um, I want to gain weight. There are people who mm-hmm. need to gain weight. Um, but then, like you said, there are some people that are overweight, obese, and everything, and they're snacking just to be snacking, and they're on a um, they're basically on a a program that is set in their mind that they have to have food almost all the time within an hour or so. Let's say mm-hmm. they go about eating an hour, but they'll go buy a snack. Then an hour um. goes by, then they want to eat again. I know folks like that, okay? I'm sure you do, uh, and I feel for them, but where you eat is very important, and what you eat, as you just said, is very important. Fast food is not the greatest thing, but that's why it's called fast food. It's something quick wow. and easy, right? Cheap, okay? You don't wow. have to sit down. You just pull up in the drive through You order it. You got it in the car. You're trying to eat, go into your location, whatever, which you shouldn't try to eat, like you said, while you're driving and everything. You shouldn't try to do that. You know what I mean? I believe in casting, but not at that, you know, not at that expense, but people try Mm -hmm. that. But going to a restaurant at the right time to eat, what happened to breakfast, lunch, and dinner? What happened to those three things? Because the fact that we are we are we're we're in a society where you know uh, where where you know depending on the jobs that we have the hours we have to go to work the hours that we work uh, the stress that we go through we don't have a set breakfast lunch and dinner anymore correct mm. Mm. we don't nobody uh-huh. here right now can tell me you get up every morning and cook breakfast for yourself okay before you go to work, that you go and get a decent lunch and you go home and cook a decent dinner. You don't. So busy now. Everybody's so busy, right, Michael? I mean, with the kids, got this practice and that practice and you got to get mm-hmm. to school and this and that. Yeah, yeah, you make a good mm-hmm. point. It's very, it's, it's, it's a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. But then again, if you really want something, you get over those challenges, don't you? You meet those challenges. Okay, so 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 now here, here's the thing: we got seven days a week, right? Life goes on. Okay, kids are in the school five days a week. You're trying to take care of your kids more so than you're trying to take care of yourself most of the time, mm-hmm. right? You want to make sure they have a decent lunch. You want to make sure they have a decent dinner. But then you got different uh, of families. You got the family that has one parent. You got the families uh, where, let's say, for instance, you got two kids, three kids, or whatever. As you just said, you know, uh, they have the practices that they have to do and everything. So, how do you make a meal at home for for the kids? You were speaking about, you know, the microwave type stuff. We go with the quick, fast stuff. They got another thing called a confection oven, okay? Which is not uh-huh. that bad, but you know, I think that's what you were thinking of. But, you know, it's not that bad, but it's still like a microwave. The thing is that where everything Mm -hmm. is ready to eat now, and it has tons of sodium in it, which is not healthy for the human body, tons of sodium in it. But it's that that quick, fast thing. Even the the drinks that they advertise for you to have, pine, 
um, a monster and everything. These energy drinks have, have, have so much caffeine in them. I'm surprised kids are not bouncing off the walls because they feel like they need to drink them now. All right, that's a good point. And, and, and that's, and that's what they're doing. Right, that's what they're yeah. doing. So at what point do we call, at what point do we, we question, you know, what the FDA gives approval for when it comes mm. to the health of us all? Not just right, exactly. me as adults, but our kids too, to allow them to right, purchase these products. You make a good point, Michael. And if you really want to try to get your children and you to eat uh, healthier, then, you know, there are other things you can do. You could start planning meals, and on Sundays, batch cook. You could use a crock pot. There, there, are, always, there are always options. And, you know, I'm glad that you brought up the, um, the weight loss. There are so many more things to behavior change and behavior challenges. And you're talking about the family. Well, you know, sometimes with the family, how do we, how do we um, establish relationships and keep our relationships with our family? And especially with children, sometimes we seem to think that we have to constantly um, make children improve, improve them, or give them criticism. Well, that's something else that I wanted to talk about today. You know, whenever I think about uh, quote-unquote criticizing someone or or telling someone I think something that they should know, I think to myself, one, do they really need to know it? Two, um, will it help them? Will, Will my telling them this help them? Three, will it improve our relationship? And if I can't answer yes to all three of those, I keep it to myself. Because too often we, we think that we should tell people uh, we want to help them improve. But you know what? We need to improve ourselves. Uh, I look in the mirror and I say, Martha, how, how can I be better? I'm, I'm too busy improving myself and making myself a good example than to try to tell you what's wrong with you. And let me give you an example. Here's a great example of that. One time I was at an AA meeting and um, Alcoholics Anonymous. And there was a young man there. He was about, I don't know. Uh, 30, 28, and he used the F word all the time. So after the meeting, I mentioned to another member, I said, my goodness, he's a nice young man, but he really uses that F word a lot. I think I'm going to talk to him about it. And this was an old timer, and he looked at me and he said, well, Martha, has uh, he asked you for a job? Is he, is he applying for a job with you? And I said, no. And he said, well, then whose business is it of yours? Why do you even care if he uses the F word? It's none of your business. And I, I really got to thinking about it. And one time I had heard the saying, most people are looking for something to be offended about. And there I was, offended because this young man was, was using a curse word, which was really none of my business. If that's how he talked, that's how he talked. And I'm sure he didn't talk that way at a job interview. But, you know, I was trying to, it was my feelings of superiority. And, and no, no, my wanting to try to improve him, whereas what I really needed to do, I mean, he didn't ask me. If he asked me, I would have told him, but he didn't ask me. I wanted to give him unsolicited advice, and that's really what I'm talking about is unsolicited advice. So we really want mm-hmm. to think about that. We really want yeah, to but, 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 but I have to but I have things. to I have to say this though is, is that and, and 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 see I just went through that with with a person about how they talk to their uh-huh. daughter and I was uh-huh. like wait a minute this is a this is a child okay I've never heard this child use these words so what gives you the right to share these words with your child. And we had a you know conversation. We had a we had a, 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 really an argument and, and fallout type thing. You know, I'm 61 years old. My my ah. mother, she would cuss at me, but not use the f word. Though it, I mean the f word has existed for for eons. Okay, it's not new to to rap and everything like that. Nowadays, it's just a normal way of speaking. People just be talking to their kids in public and cuss them out, okay, using the F word and all kinds of other words. Mm-hmm. My question is that why is that necessary? Why do you yeah, have to use those true. type of words? 
Why is it necessary to degrade your child, to degrade your and, and, and make yourself look just just I just wanna I mean, I just wanna share what what I look at. Why do you need to use defamatory phrases, words, this and the other, to make your point? What was it's their response? What was their response? How did, how did they defend that? No, you know what you know what happened? The one individual said, Well, I don't know if you have children. I said, no, I have a son who is in his 40s going on 50. I'm 61. Hmm. Okay, so why are you asking me that? And I promise you, you could call him and he would tell you, I never, as his father, talked to him in that in that manner. But see, that's the difference of, 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 uh, of what's going on in this country right now. That's what's the difference that's going on in these different generation of young folks based on what they mm-hmm. listen to, what they watch, you know, using words like the F word is okay. Mm-hmm. It's just like saying hello, you know, you know, hey, my nigga, yeah. hey, Muslim, you know, it's, it's just like it's okay. So these, these words that are considered defamatory or wrong are accepted. Mm-hmm. And not well, you know, you can always, you can always put it in a Go way as, as I don't like it. You can simply say, you know what, I prefer if you didn't do that. Using the I statement, that works too, especially if it's something that bothers you, bothers you that much. Yes, you, you make such a good point because it has certainly um, uh, made things a little more unpleasant. When you intervene, then that's when it becomes a problem because then, you know, I mean, you might have some folks who agree with you, you know, of saying, hey, look, you know, because, see, here's the thing. Real quickly, I want to say, I'm a manager for for a store, okay, a major store. I I see parents cussing their kids out openly in the store. Now, I have to protect the store. See what I'm saying? Now, if you do it one time or two or Two times I might ignore, it. but if it's on a regular basis, and I see oh. the expression of other shoppers, and they, they feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. my job is to make them, the majority, feel comfortable. Am I right or wrong? So oh. then I have mm-hmm. to approach that person and say, "Hey, look, your tone and your 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 voice and the words that you're using is becoming noticeable at this point." See what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Oh you know, yeah, it's not, it shows it's not, such it's a lack of respect it's, for the child and for other people. Right, right, right. But, but but the point I'm saying, the point I'm saying is this: is that where you know you got to be cautious when you approach a person about their child and everything. You know, oh, and, definitely. And just, you know, how do you do that? So how do you do that? Yeah, you must have to do that often. How do you do that? Well, I'm I'm very cautious about it. Um, I pay attention uh-huh. to it if I hear it. You know, I, I'll I'll listen, I'll walk away, and, but mm-hmm. I stay, you know, like a distance. If I hear it again, I'll come back over, and I'll look at the parent, like make eye contact, like I see you. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, mm-hmm. security, and, and I have access to security, so I can say, hey, look, there might be an issue over here on aisle, so-and-so, and so-and-so, you know, and everything. Mm-hmm. Just keep that in mind, mm-hmm. you know. And everything, and they watch on the cameras. Trust me, those cameras could read the the serial numbers on a damn dollar bill. Okay, mm. but if it gets to the point of where, you know, I, I have I have to judge it of where. No, wait a minute. You you're you're doing too much. Either mm. you calm down, or I have to ask you to leave the store. Yeah. See what I'm saying? There's yeah. there's two options. Yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna call the police on you. But I'm like, hey, look, calm down on the verbal thing, chill out, or just leave the store. That's mm-hmm. the best options that you have. But many people don't take the best options. Some people want to go ahead and escalate the situation. Yeah, okay? and you know what else? That just makes the behavior worse. When the parent yells at the child and cusses the child, it makes the behavior worse because, you know, everybody wants attention. And if a child only gets attention by doing of negative things or things that, that that cause the parent to yell at them, if that's the only attention they get, well, then that's the only behaviors that they're going to 
to engage in. You know, people need attention. So what you're seeing is families or relationships where the only time they get attention is when they misbehave. Now, guess what? That translates to school. That translates to life. That translates to relationships. So you're seeing... um, And adults, right, adults. Right, yeah. adults, yeah. more so than kids. That's and so what yeah. the adults do, so whatever the adults deal with, the kids mm-hmm. feed off of that, and they oh, feed now back Now, back to the weight thing, I just want to go to the weight thing. You know, uh, back to mm-hmm. that, like I said, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like a buck 60 myself. I'm small. I'm trying to gain more weight, but like you said, uh, eating habits are very important. Uh, times that you eat. I'm trying to eat more things, but I have to be careful with uh, certain foods. Uh, of course, I don't want to eat all the stuff that have all the, uh, uh, you know, like stuff that, let's say, for instance, uh, people love cup of soups now, you know, the, the instant lunch stuff, but it has so uh-huh. much sodium uh-huh. in those type of things. Um, what would yeah. you say to folks when it comes to those things, you know, because it's a quick lunch, and that means everybody. I see it all the time in my break room. When you were speaking about the break room, um, you know, folks are in the break rooms getting these these instant noodle stuff, and it has. You well, know, you know, Michael, I'm not I'm not a nutritionist, so I really can't I can't tell you what to what to eat. I'm not a nutritionist, um, but I can tell you where to eat and and uh, and what's best about that and and how to if you if you're trying to lose weight, even if you're trying to gain weight where to eat, but as far as uh, what you pick well, up. Well, what not to eat, yeah, okay. are, 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 are a cup of noodles a good thing to eat to gain weight? I think not. Would you say the same thing? I wouldn't choose them. I wouldn't choose them. Okay, there you go. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. I have a lot of nutrition, but I wouldn't choose them. All right, well, I'm so glad you called. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you, Mike. And so Tamika, uh, one of our other hosts, is on the line, so I'm going to take her off of mute. And Sam, I know you've been listening. After your greetings, you can weigh in. And um, what is your, like, response to this interview up to this point? It's it's quite interesting. Yeah, you can say that. Um, I'm sorry, so... Good evening. Um, so Good evening. I, I, agree that I, don't, I don't feel like um, children should be, that kind of language should be used, especially with children um, mm-hmm. in public or otherwise. They should mm-hmm. be talked to as if they are, I feel like, you talk to them the same way you talk to adults, you know, be respectful mm-hmm. in that way. Right. They understand um, that when they're in public, they, you know, like the behaviors of most adults are learned in childhood. So mm-hmm. do what you want them to do when they're not with you and when they get older. Um, so that that's my take on on that. Um, and you know, there are a lot of points about weight and when you eat, what you should eat. And I really think it, it, you need to understand your body and what you need, um, and then you go from there based on what you're want, wanting to do, whether you're wanting to gain weight, maybe you need more protein. If you you know, want to lose weight, you cut out the carbs, you know, exercising, um, right. going. So it could be a number of things, but just know your body, know your blood type, know what what works for you before you, you know, make decisions. Yes, most definitely, exactly. And But the main thing is, is making decisions and, and being deliberate. That's exactly what you're saying, it sounds like to me, making decisions and being deliberate. Unfortunately, we've gotten kind of uh, undeliberate. We, we nowadays, so much food goes into our mouths that we don't even realize half the time. And we're we're not mindful. We're not mindful, and that's that's uh, definitely another thing that uh, you know the goal setting and everything. We want to be. We want to do things mindfully, right? We want to. We want to know 
when we make a decision, you know, we, we, we want to have all the information. We want to, when we eat, we want to eat mindfully. What, the people we hang out with, are they the, good for us? Are they... But let me ask you a question real quick. I'm us. sorry to intervene, but I have to oh, ask you this. Is that where, what, what, you, what you pointed out, which I'm really, really thinking about, I think that was the Queen of Hearts. That was a, you pointed out something about the timing of eating earlier in the conversation, mm-hmm. of when you eat in the morning, when you eat in the afternoon, overnight. You, you, you pointed out the folks that who eat in the bed and everything. So in your opinion, I mean, what, what is the schedule, or if you have any ideal, for a person to eat? You know, we're supposed to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? That's what mm-hmm. we know growing up. So, but we, we're, we're not on that same program because we all have different schedules because, to be honest, I only eat like two days a week. I'm sorry. I eat only two times uh, a day, yeah. <laughs> not a week. Yeah. But I eat only two times a day because um, if I'm fortunate, I can stop by the, the, the Martin's restaurant that serves only breakfast, right, uh, maybe twice a week. Then I may not eat breakfast two days that morning, but then I'll eat lunch, right? And then when I get off work, I might get something late night eating because, see, now you look at late night eating is really popular because you have all these places staying open late night. And what do you have? You have Uber, you have uh, Lyft, you have all kinds of driving services that will bring you whatever you have the, 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 the you know, the, the munchies for. So, you follow what I'm saying? Well, that's my I really question. Is that I really don't know. We are, we are, we are, person in each family, so I really don't know um, for each. Uh, I, you can't make a, a, a an across the board determination. And of course, you know, um, food is just one thing, one aspect of changing our behavior. That I no, was, I'm, um, I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking you. I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Not on the family term. I understand the family side of it. Because of course you have to get the kids to bed ready for school and everything. But I can't. I can't talk to the day. individual either. That's. Uh, that I can't talk to the individual. It's really. It's totally up to you what your decision is and how many how many times during the day you feel you need to eat. Some people want to eat okay. five small meals. Some people want to have okay. two big meals. Some people, you know, it's it's totally different. You have to work with your body and yourself. But those are excellent, excellent questions and excellent comments, and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. But what do you recommend? You so well, I mean, what I'm saying, but what do you recommend based on what you do for yourself? And I'm not trying to be personal. What is your regimen is what I'm trying to ask you. What is your regimen of how you actually eat seven days a week, uh, uh, oh, if you don't mind sharing it? Yeah. Me personally, I eat twice a day. Twice a okay. day. What you want to do, it doesn't matter. I mean, people do alternate day fasting. They do intermittent right. fasting. They eat one meal a day. It's really, like I was mm-hmm. saying, up to you and your preparedness on how you look at food. You know, that breakfast, Have lunch, and ever, dinner. Exactly. Go ahead. Have you ever heard well, of she said the master She said twice a day. Mike, Mike, hold on, Mike. Mike, hold on. Let um, Martin talk one second. Yeah. I apologize. Um, have you ever heard of the master cleanse? No. Has anybody heard of that, the master cleanse? Yes, mm-hmm. I've heard of that. The master cleanse, you don't eat for 10 days. You only drink this special lemonade cayenne pepper thing. And um, and then you have to drink this special tea called, it's very funny to me, smooth moves tea, which of course is, uh, is, is a, a, a laxative tea. Smooth moves tea. <laughs> anyway, so yes, all people, you know, eat different ways. You have to go by what's good for you, and that really, um, you know, that's such a small aspect of behavior. I mean, it's a big aspect if you're trying to lose weight, but it's a small aspect when we're talking about changing our behavior, changing our lives, and um, making things better in our in our lives. Because really, what we want to do is start to set goals. And become better people. And that's one thing that helps us become better people. Better people is 
gaining self-discipline. And that really is the whole point of the food, is getting self-disciplined around food, getting self-disciplined around uh, what we say and how we say it, getting self-disciplined, thinking, how does this affect others? How can I help them? How can I be best? How can I help myself best? That's really the whole point of it, is developing, you know, and as Mike Tyson said, self-discipline is doing things you hate like you love it. Like going, sometimes I hate going to the gym, but I go anyway because I know it's best for me. You know, sometimes I don't want to clean the house. I don't want to vacuum, but I do it because it needs to be done and because it, it helps the family and makes things better for the family. Cleanliness definitely helps all of us. So, yes, um, the, the main the main point here is about gaining the self-discipline and doing what's best for us so that we can have our best lives, so that we aren't walker, wheelchair, or nursing home when we get older, so that we can be out there playing with our children, so that we aren't always um, spending all our time. We need to be self-disciplined around the television. We need to be self-disciplined around, you know, keeping things organized so that we can find them. Um, You do the easy thing, life becomes hard. You do the hard thing, life becomes easy. We need to be self-disciplined when it comes to drugs and alcohol and things like that because when we indulge in those things, it makes life hard. It makes life hard for the people around us. But when we get control, then it makes life easy, and it makes life easier for us. So that really is the whole point of, you know, the food issue and everything else. How self-disciplined are we going to be? How much, um, you know, there was a study a long, long time ago with little children, you might have heard of it, where the, the interviewer came in, I think the children were three or four, the interviewer came in the room and he, he set down two marshmallows, big marshmallows in front of the children, and he said, now, I have to leave the room, but when I, don't, when I come back, if you don't eat the marshmallows, you'll get three marshmallows, okay? So he left them with two, and then he left the room, and he said, now, if you don't eat the marshmallows, then you'll get more marshmallows. But if you eat them, that's all you get. And they did a study where they followed those children over like 20 and 30 years. And the children who did not eat the marshmallows, on average, did much better in life. They had better jobs. They got better education. They made more money. The children who ate the marshmallows who could not delay gratification, and that's what it's called, delaying gratification. And if you want to be more successful, you need to learn to delay that gratification. So just because I want it at this moment doesn't mean that this is the time for me to do it. And those are the things that we're required to do in life to be successful. We have to go to school. Okay, a lot of times we don't want to go to school, but... To be successful in life, we have to go to school. We have to delay gratification. We have to delay because I want to go. I want to go home and watch TV. I want to play play games or do whatever. We have to delay gratification in order to have a better life. That's another example of do the easy thing, life becomes hard. Do the hard thing, life becomes easy. I was just saying that to myself this morning. How patient and delaying gratification has served me. And it's one of the things I implement mm-hmm. to my students. And I have to I have to really be careful now with my students because they, they told me they started to take on some of my personality traits because some of them, like, dwell. And they'll say, um, they say to themselves, Miss Beth would have let that go a long time ago. And they started to adopt that. So it's, it's a great thing. But, um, Martha, thank you for saying that. Patience and delaying gratification um, are true life hacks. And where I heard that from is I was reading in Michael and Queen – Sam, everybody, you got to go. We're going to laugh while I heard about delaying gratification. But Devon Franklin and Megan Good, they used that same story that you just mentioned, Martha, about the, um, the young people um, waiting yeah. for the marshmallow because they waited mm-hmm. to have sex before they got married. And they used that as an analogy mm-hmm. because if you, if you wait, it's just so much better once you mm-hmm. wait for it because, you, you know, you're able to use that discipline and it just feels better and it is better. So that's what I learned about that. And it's a whole book on mm-hmm. that. Um, the mm-hmm. name, Greta, it's called, I think it's called The Marshmallow Test. It's a really good book. Which I want to segue uh-huh. it because I don't want to not mention your book. 
you to talk about your book and promote it and where can people pick it up. Uh, I, let's talk about your book. Well, at this time, the book is still at the publishers. It won't be ready for a while. And um, Okay. Uh, so, you know, I've, I've got two in, in the works. One was um, Walking to Win, which is how I, I uh, a few years ago, during COVID, I lost 50 pounds walking my dog. <laughs> Oh, gosh. And then um, Good Parent Sense, or You Can Do It, Raise Happy, Responsible Children. And that's really a, a book about using self-esteem to help to when you raise your children, thinking about self-esteem in the future. But, yeah, the, the books aren't quite ready yet. They're at the publisher. So, But I do have, um, if your listeners are interested, they can go to my website, MarthaBurich.com. M-A-R-T-H-A-B-U-R-I-C-H dot com, and they can get my free guide, Steps to Self-Improvement, if they just leave their email address, and I'll send that right out to them. So, yes, and that'll include, that'll have things that'll help them um, delay gratification, set goals, things like that. How do you set your goals to to get, and as I said before, you know, goal-setting, it's to make us better people. It's to help us to strive to be more useful to others. One of the reasons why it's getting harder for Gen Z to delay gratification is because they're accustomed to instantaneous results. Because of the culture today, just because everything's at your fingertips with regard to the, you know, now we don't have to go to the library to do research. You can just go online on your phone or computer. You know, you, like you mentioned, the uh, microwave. Like, don't have to cook it. I can use uh, it in the microwave. And so it, it makes it hard. So I don't totally blame them for what they were born into. So that means you're right. going to have to learn and recalibrate and indoctrinate yourself to the, learn to delay gratification. And that's unfortunate because our forefathers had no choice. Mm-hmm. So. That's right. That's right. And you know what? You heard that. I'm sure you've heard that saying. Hard men create good times, and good times. Let's see. How does that go? Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak people. I think it goes like that. So the more now that we're having all you know everything at our fingertips, tips we aren't the strong people we used to be a hundred, two hundred years ago, even fifty, seventy years ago. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so I, you know, to these parents who have to raise babies right now, I'm gonna tell you guys right now, it looks like they're gonna have to just retrain their brains from what's already available to them. Because that discipline mm-hmm. factor is necessary. It is, and it's it's underestimated. Because right. um, if you could just learn how to wait for something, if you just and the Bible speaks on this, Martha. I'm I'm a person of faith, and the Bible speaks on that. Just just learn how to wait and what it would do for you, how it would serve you. It, it's not the most fun thing sometimes, but it's just necessary for the best results. You know, like a, a food it's tastes nice. better in the oven than it does in the microwave. To me, yeah. That's for sure. That is for sure. And I don't know the last time I used the microwave. I really don't like it too much, but I love the air fryer. <laughs> but, yes, you know what? You, you have to decide for yourself, what do I want for my life, and who are my friends, and who? what do they have? If everyone you hang around with has less than you, there's a problem. How are you going to raise up? You don't have anybody to to grab your hand to help pull you up, but you have a whole lot of people who are pulling you down. All your friends are drug addicts. Guess who's going to be the next one? So you got well, to really watch who's your friends and what they have and what they're doing because well, birds my, of a feather, I know you've heard this flock together. Go ahead. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, my, 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 well, one of my favorite pastimes is doing my radio show, and my second one is cooking because I don't uh-huh. believe in, in – and in, in, honestly – I, I, I had aunts, thank God, you know, I had aunts that unfortunately they passed away that taught me how to cook. My mother taught me how to cook because I was told that, Michael, you can get married one day and have a wife that don't know the difference between boiling an egg and boiling, you know, just a pot of water. 
you know, don't know how to cook at all, right? You know, so you got to yeah. learn how to cook yeah. for yourself. So, and that's my, and, and that's what I love to do. Uh, um, and, and, you know, on my days off, you know, I, I cook, you know, um, I try to yeah. at least when, unless I have something else I have, you know, to do, but that's my favorite pastimes because that is a comfort zone mm-hmm. when I'm mm-hmm. concentrating on something outside of everything else, you know, making something for myself or for friends or, or, or whatever the case may, may be, you know, uh, that's something that's great. And and knowing that I'm getting something that's natural and not processed mm-hmm. food, you follow me? Right. Cooking, yep. a lot yep. of folks think that cooking is buying stuff that's processed food and putting it in the microwave. That's not cooking, yeah. you guys. <laughs> okay. That's uh, far from cooking. When you can get natural ingredients and actually put it all together, you know, and, and, and actually put it in the oven, on the grill, mm-hmm. uh, not the microwave, not the mm-hmm. the you know the, the the special things that they have. Even the air fryer, okay. I like the air fryer for quick stuff, but if I could fry uh-huh. my own chicken, damn it, I'm gonna fry my own chicken, okay. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. That's what I grew up mm-hmm. on, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, and and getting quality oh, food. Be careful where you buy food from especially in grocery stores, look at the dates, Uh you know, because there's a lot Uh of stores right now. People don't look at the dates. You are buying stuff that might be expired and don't even realize it. You know, they inject Uh food now in order for the meats to look red and look like they're fresh, but they're not. Mm -hmm. They're expired meats. So pay attention Mm -hmm. to what you buy. That's all I'm going to say. And I've I've heard a lot of chips and stuff or or some kind of stuff has uh, insects in them. Now, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, got to watch that. So you got to really look true. at those ingredients. And and what I think it's, uh, oh, I can't remember the name. Ashata, A C H E T T A. If you see that on the label, it's a bug. Oh no. Mhm. Oh yeah, Mike. That's in a lot of like yes, uh, crackers and. Uh, somebody yes, who listened to the show just texted me and said, you you acting all healthy now, but you usually be at the food truck on the weekend on calling into the show. <laughs> no, you know what? You know what? I'm going to answer that. Yeah. There is, there is uh, on the weekends, yes, I have shared posts of where I went to a food truck. You know what? I trust them more so than some restaurants. You know why? Because I see them set up. I see them where, you know, they, 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 they set up. Their grill is sparkling clean. They have the fresh vegetables out there that they put on your food. I can see this. Now, if you want to go to the restaurant where they hide the shit that they have in the back of the restaurant, that's up to you. But I'm looking at everything that they put on my food. I'm watching them prepare my food. See, uh-huh. that's, the, that's the difference. Think about it. You go to a McDonald's. Do you see them make your burger? No. They bring it from the back now. Uh-huh. I mean, McDonald's and many other fast foods, you used to be able to see it, but now it's in the back and they bring it out to you after preparation. Yes, on the weekends, I found some family uh, 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 businesses that set up. In fact, I'm probably going to go to one this evening. And I see exactly how they set up. I see exactly what they got. I see the grill and everything. It's right there in front of your face. So What's to answer their question, I trust them. I trust them more so than I trust many major restaurants because the thing is that where it's 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 freshly cooked there. I'm watching them cook it. It's not hidden from my view. I see that they they got on gloves. They had on you know what I'm saying you know they have on gloves you know. So I trust them a lot more than I trust a a, a, a Wendy's or. A, or any fast food that hide uh, how my food is being cooked. So there's your answer. Thank you. And then, Martha, thank you so much for giving us an hour of your time today. This was informative. This was transparent. And, wow, to be 69, we should all be inspired on this line, should aspire to have as much still just desire to see our best selves. Oh, wow. So at this time, 
please, if you could give um, people who are not there yet, not where you are yet, but want to be, give them a piece of advice, and then please give your um, contact information and or social media and a website for people who want to uh, keep in contact. All right, great. You know, my number one advice, listen to everybody as if they know something you don't because they usually do. So just listen. And most people need somebody to listen to them. We don't get heard very much. And uh, also, um, I'm on Facebook, Martha Burrich, and my website, MarthaBurrich.com. I'm I'm on LinkedIn. And, and yeah, and just uh, be kind, Uh, like you guys. You know, think about other people and think about – what you could say that could make them maybe just smile, just smile at people. Some people are so lonely these days. You know, we have an epidemic of loneliness. Just just smile at people. But you see that a lot, Michael, at the store. People are lonely. Looking for somebody Amen. to talk to, somebody just to smile. That's all I got. Amen. Fantastic. I like that. And on that note, you guys have a great Halloween and we will see you next week, same bad time, same bad channel. Guys, Queen of Hearts is out there working for us, finding us some more guests. Martha, keep in touch. You guys have a fantastic upcoming week. Peace. Thank you very much. Good night. You know. Thank you. You know. Good night. Good night.